Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61, from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Pastor Joe Sutton from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. Uh, just uh, here with Grace Broussard uh, from Representative National. And uh, we're just, uh, I'm interviewing her. As I said last week, she just just got back. <laughs> <laughs> got back from, from Israel. And, and you never know how long she's going to sit still. So I figured I had to hurry and bring her into the studio. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like I said, uh, age ain't nothing but a number. Man. That's it. That's Are you you're 78? 77? No, I will be 77 in July. You'll be 77 in July, yeah. And she still jumps on a plane and still wants to go all around the world and still serve and still still work. So that's an encouragement for you. You know, you out there, you know, you, you retired cash potato, you know. <laughs> Let Netflix go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> and get out there and serve someplace. Well, we were talking about prayer. You were just getting warmed up, and I know prayer is a, uh, a, is a thing that you that you really love. You taught you taught a seminar a couple times at our church to boost our prayer ministry and to, uh, to get people to understand the importance of the different types of prayer and right. intercessory prayer. And, uh, and, and even when you're in the land, that's one of the things that you do is pray. You know, I, I do want to want to say this before you start on prayer is that, you know, I remember when uh, you took us in 1999 to uh, Israel for a tour, you know, because, yeah. you know, because this, this lady, is she just doesn't sit in Israel. She took classes. She took tour guide classes. She took everything, you know, and we had an opportunity to be on that tour with the people that you met in Ethiopia, mm-hmm. her mama on the set too, and they they went on a tour with us, and, uh, and it, was, it was a marvelous time, you know what I mean? We visited the different sites in the land, took our time, prayed, studied the word. Uh just just a just a, a great time overall and uh in doing that and you were able to share with us. We were able to see, you know, what you did over there. But but let's get back to prayer. The importance of prayer, the prayer in your life, uh in in your ministry of helps and then as once again praying for Israel. Go ahead. Well, like I said before and last week, um prayer is just conversation with God. Letting him speak his heart as you speak your heart to him. And the best part about it is letting him speak his heart to you because that's the only way you can find out what does he want you to do. So um, I think what happened is that the first thing that he taught me was to always ask him. What is the scripture that says, asking you shall receive, seeking you for fine, and knocking it shall be open to you. That's true. When you ask, he is ready to answer you. As a matter of fact, that's the one thing that he wants to do. He wants you to ask him 
and so that he can tell you what's on his heart. And uh, so I started developing this desire to just pray, just to ask him to see what he has to say. And in doing the first thing that I found out is that he wants you to be a help. Well, a help. Yes, help people to understand who he is, the, what the kingdom is all about, and how to go about encouraging people to seek him. Uh, to ask him to seek him to knock on the door and then get out going out to different situations that you find yourself in and by the way any situation that you find yourself in prayer is the one that's going to get you through it prayer is because without without it you come up with all kinds of thoughts and all kinds of ideas and and all kinds of things that have nothing to do with what God's heart is about the situation. As a matter of fact, one of the things I do when I'm praying for people is I don't let them talk. <laughs> because a lot of times people have their own agenda. There's nothing wrong with their own agenda. But when they're really seeking what God has for them, they have to be quiet. And uh, I said, no, just let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Why? Uh, because the Holy Spirit knows about you more than you know yourself. And so your best bet is to just listen to him. And so we pray uh, for a few minutes and maybe five minutes or ten minutes. And I said, mm, he didn't say anything. So why don't you go sit and just seek him, what have you. But that was the main thing I learned about prayer. And that prayer, praying, is what helped me to get to Israel. Uh, when I was at the camp, uh, I was praying because I had just come off of a 40-day fast. And, and whether you like the idea or not, people do do 40-day fast, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Our I've church does it. Most I've done is 19. Like <laughs> yeah, 40 days. But uh, and then, uh, while I was on, in the fast, two prophets came up to me and said, God has this for you and God has that for you. And I was new at this, so I was not willing to accept this prophecy-type situation. So I said, well, you know, but I'm going to ask you, Lord, because I know that you got the word for me, you know. And what he did is he showed me in his word, prophecy is real. Pre-prophecy, whether it's uh, to the nation, to the individual, to situations, to the air, and what have you. He has, he has, because he's creator. The word was, after four days fast, Grace, be prepared to go out. Okay, I'm ready to go out. I prayed. When camp season was over 10 weeks, I was over in Jamaica. It was the first time it ever happened to me. But I prayed. And in praying, uh, Jamaica was the first thing. I had a vision. I won't go, won't go into all of that. But uh, the vision was leading people who were praying. I said, well, how can I? I was a drum majorette. <laughs> I was a drum majorette. But uh, that's what I was told to do. I had to lead people into prayer because they're not going to be able to really do what needs to be done unless they seek the Lord first. After Jamaica, the next place I went was Ethiopia. The next place I went was Israel. And Israel has been my second home since 1986. 
since 1986. I've been going in and out of Israel. Now you ask me about what do I do in Israel? Pray. I've I've been with my Ethiopian friends, and then I've I've had conferences, prayer. I've had uh, touring the land and praying throughout of Israel. Throughout Israel, I have gone throughout all of Israel. This last time I went to Israel, I went to parts of Israel that I had not known before, like Abraham's uh, well down in Beersheba, you know. But it was just like brand new getting all to know all about the Lord and what his plans are for Israel. And um, all the more reason why I think that it's important that you just pray. And I don't mean just Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are just so wonderful. What do you have to say? Father, tell me what's on your heart right now. And because there's no need me just uh, philosophizing and things of this nature because that's not what you're about. You're about what it is pertaining to me, what it is about pertaining to my family, but most of all, what is pertaining to the land and the responsibility that we have to the land. Remember, we're engrafted. We are engrafted into the natural olive tree. So we partake of everything pertaining to Israel, everything. We don't replace Israel. We partake. We partake of the feast days, the festivals, and everything. And we have a part, especially if you plant a tree, you're engrafted even into the land. So uh, I would just encourage everybody to just kind of like get a hold of the idea of what is Israel is, what is Israel pertaining to as far as the church goes, because they are, what do you call it, engrafted. Mm-hmm. And when you're engrafted, excuse me, when you're engrafted, you are adopted and when you're adopted the the father that makes no difference he makes no difference because there's a natural born and then there's the engrafted and yet they're one amen i know one of the things that um that especially in the urban context a lot of times we always uh allow the subject of finances to limit us and uh and one of the things i've I've enjoyed about you that has helped boost my faith is that you've never let money limit <laughs> you. And <laughs> we'll look around and it's like it, it, there's nothing in the bank account. And then next week you're like, I'm on my way to so and so. We be right, like, right. And we're all sitting there like, well, how is she going? You know what I mean? The Lord said, and we'd be like, oh, Lord, you know what I mean? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) You know what I mean? Here we go. You know, I said, tell my wife, we just got to keep, I remember we used to keep an emergency credit card in the drawer just in case you got stranded somewhere. uh I never had to use it. I mean, only one time you got, I think with the turkey or something like that, you got stranded over there, but it's only one one time. That's the most recent time. Yeah. But that was my fault, but I'll. I'll explain that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but no, it is it's it's just amazing that how 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 God has uh has moved in your life and you've allowed your faith to take you to that point where there's been been no excuses. You know what I mean, no excuses. You were you were uh, a single mom, you know what I mean, and uh and with with two girls in college and a and a third one going there and, mm-hmm. and then she mm-hmm. ended up having a having a baby 
but you didn't let that stop you from going 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 on the mission field. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you 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 hit. You went out there, and you were how old at the time when you first? Oh, my goodness. Now you're dating me. Uh, Pastor Joe, you can't be doing things like that. But anyhow, <laughs> uh, uh, I you, started. You was in your mid-30s, weren't you, when you? No, I was about early 40s. Early 40s when I, you first went out? Yeah, because I was, let's see, I was 38 when I came to another Okay, one. yeah. So, I mean, and so. Then but, two years, three so years So you're not later. talking about, like, right. fresh out of college, you know, exactly. going on the mission field. We're talking about. You know, you had bills, you had everything, you had a house you had to get rid of. You know, so answering the call of God was, was something that was important to you. And then I, I never forget one story you shared with me because uh, I only really was with you like a couple days after I got saved. And and the first thing you took me to was a prayer meeting. I just never forget that. <laughs> I got saved. It was at the prayer meeting. I got saved. That night, the next morning I went to church. And that night, that night I was in prayer meeting. Yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday I was in prayer meeting. And, uh, but I, I never forget that you shared a story by the time you were you were going to uh over to, to, to Africa and you stood in the line and, and a guy gave you a ticket. Yeah. And and, and you, you stood in the line and told everybody you was going but you knew you didn't have a ticket. I didn't have and money st- in my pocket. Didn't have money in pocket and stood in the line at the airport, go go up to the ticket counter like some miracle was gonna happen and this guy was nervous and he finally looked at you and said, Hey, do you want this ticket? I got to go. I got to catch another plane. Yeah. And handed you the ticket. And that was back in the days before you know, we had to show ID and everything, get on yeah. there. And, and that's how you made it out in the mission field. And I was like, I was like, Lord, I wouldn't have that kind of faith because I'd be too embarrassed to be embarrassed. You know what I mean? Exactly. To, to get up there to go. And, but that's just been a hallmark of, of what you've done is that, that, that level of, that level of faith. And, and, uh, yes. and, and, and we need those stories. You know what I mean? We, we need to, to understand that, that God still moves in that way. We don't have to. I mean, I understand support raising and, Ooh, and, yeah, and, and I do too. And, and I understand. Got to raise your thirty five, forty thousand dollars before you can go on the mission field. I understand all that, but it's, it's sometimes God wants to move in a different way. You know, he, you know, uh, you know. It's, it's, I never forget how uh, this one one missionary, uh, Joseph Jeter, told me. He said, uh, he said, God rewards you in only two ways: cash or favor. He said, "The sad part about it is most people don't move unless they get cash." Cash in their hand. He yeah. said, "Favor is better because you don't have to pay taxes on favor." <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so, and and that that the guy giving you a ticket in the airport that's favor. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It, it's more stressful than cash because you got you you, you it's sit, very stressful. Yeah, you sit sitting there waiting for it to come through, and you're dependent on somebody else. You know, as opposed to being dependent on what you can do, what you can raise, what you can come up with, and, and what you can have. And and even in the in the avenue of, of of prayer, sometimes you can you can get real uh, prideful in yeah. prayer because you know so few people pray that just because you're praying that puts you in a position that you to can feel like, like gonna, yeah, you, you can feel like yeah, you're somebody you're somebody and and that you got the last word from God because yeah. I've talked to him more recently than you have you know yeah. what I mean and and I and I know him better than you do and to get into that point. And so as we, we were near to the coming into the break, you know, one of the things I want to want to say to the audience is, is that is that it, the reason why, I, once again, we named the program Isaiah 61 is because of the words of Isaiah 61 that Jesus quoted when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Right. right. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, and he uh, preach good news, you know, to, to the poor, you know, heal, heal, heal the brokenhearted and. And set captives and set prisoners free, free. free. Yeah. And, and break and, every yoke. And break every yoke that's yeah. out there. 
And, and, and I think that it's a time for us in the body to get back to that. But you're not going to get to that unless you spend time in prayer. That's right. You know, That's prayer right. is what's going to allow you to be sensitive to what God is wanting to do. And it's also going to help you understand the power that God has given you to bring those things to pass. Yeah. So we're going to take a break right now. When we come back after the break, uh, we're going to just wrap up with a, a couple of little interesting stories here uh, from the traveling great-grandma. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back after that. <laughs> Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. You've thought about taking a trip to Israel many times before, but something always got in your way. Make 2017 the year you make the dream of visiting the Holy Land a reality. Experience Israel next fall with Genesis Tours and AM 980 The Mission. Over nine exciting days, experiencing the wonder of the Bible coming to life right before your eyes. For full cost and trip details and to register, visit am980themission.com, keyword Israel. Welcome back, everybody. This is Pastor Joe Sutton with my great, my guest, Grace Broussard. With my Grace. Yeah, I need Grace. Lord knows I do. I stay in trouble. But uh, <laughs> uh, we just, uh, we, we're just here to go wrap up and just get Grace to share with us some, uh, just some personal insight. You know, uh, just a, a, a great, great, great journey. You know, one of the things that, that she does is she journals. You know what I mean? And, man, God, this woman has notebooks out the wazoo. And... Uh, <laughs> And me and my wife have already laid claim. You know, we don't care. We don't care what the will says. We've already scammed half the notebooks already. So it's like, you know, and uh, and the, her Bibles, and she'll write notes in her Bible. And so we keep the Bibles and the notebooks, and just to read through the journey, it's, it's a great thing. And uh, and so as as a as a mother, grandmother, now great grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and also as a as a you know as a as a missionary, you know. Uh, what do you see, what are you praying for uh, as far as when I would say the future? You know what I mean? We, what do you pray for your family? What do you pray for the land, Israel? And what do you pray for uh, this land, America, to see, you know, it, it, just just what do you see that really needs to be prayed for? And what are you personally praying for? Well, can I start with the family? Start with the family, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm praying that they uh, come to a place in him that they feel secure and know that he's for them. He's for No matter what happens, he's for them. And he's not going to leave them. As far as my, as far as my pur- purpose in life, I'm always seeking him. What do you want, Lord? Uh, you know, but I, I'm here. I am, 
And I I don't need I'm like the prophets of old. Yeah, I can't talk or anything like that. And he said, Don't say that. I put it in you. Just trust me. As far as the land goes now, that's a big thing. Uh for this land I want the church to come into the reality of their purpose for Israel. Now, don't get me wrong about Israel because Israel is just another nation. But God has a peculiar work for that nation, just like he has a peculiar work for you. And all you have to do is seek him. Uh, This land has a peculiar uh, reason for being the way it is because it is to be, it represents the church in the sense of how it's supposed to be related to Israel. They're to come alongside. Well, it's the same way with us. Pastor Joe, I come alongside him. We work together. My family and I come together. We work together. And that begins the family. Then there's a church and then there's the community. And it all com- means coming together, working together for the purposes of the kingdom. As far as Israel is concerned, there's no way that uh, we can do anything opposite of what God has ordained for Israel. You may not understand it, but a lot of things we don't understand. The thing is to be obedient, to look at him, to look at his word. What does his word say? Well, he says, you cannot curse what God has not cursed. I look at my family. And I claim my family. And I said, you can't curse. Enemy, you can't curse what God has not cursed. And he has blessed my family. Why? Because he has said, if I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord with my mouth and he is faithful to save us, he brings us into that situation. So... Uh, the same way with everything. Oh, my community. Oh, no. I claim my community. Why? Because wherever the sole of our feet tread, he's given it to us. But actually what we're doing is we're taking it back because it's, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness okay. thereof there. So therefore, wherever my trust is, uh-uh, you can't have it because it belongs to the Lord. And I'm just walking in his presence. Okay. As far as the land goes, it's to be a light. Well, we're supposed to be a light too because he came as a light in the world and we're in him. So therefore, uh, our light has to shine. And that's, where it, that's the way I put it, you know. And that starts with prayer. And like I said before, prayer is nothing but talking, communing with the Father through Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, you know, one of the things... Uh that I always I always tell people is that, you know, you led me to the Lord. <laughs> you mentioned me, but you called me pastor. You know what I mean? And and uh and you know, it just, just shows you the, the, the level of, of humility and obedience even in your own thing, because you know, you could always pull a rank on me. You could pull a <laughs> you could pull the mother in law card on me. You can brought but boy I brought you into this thing, I'll take you out card on me, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. But you don't, you know, you, you just stay obedient to the word. And uh, and for you single people out there, I want you all to know this. That's why I married my wife, because I looked at her mama. <laughs> and I said, if she can be half of this when she get that age, if I, I didn't marry me a good thing, so I need some of this DNA in my family. Yeah, and uh, and so and my wife sometimes, and she don't get mad at me when I say it, because she knows it's true. 
I was like, you know, me and my brother-in-law say the same thing. Once we saw our mother-in-law, we said, I got to get in this family. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I just want to close out with this to everybody listening that, uh, that you know, prayers are multi-generational. You know what I mean? I could, I could go in more and make uh, Grace share a little bit more about a conversion experience. But, you know, her grandparents uh, were at Azusa. And her grandparents started the first Pentecostal church on the East Coast. You know what I mean? They they brought Pentecost to the East Coast. Yeah. But along the way, you know, you know, uh dad <laughs> strayed away from the gospel. And and so Grace never knew that side of the family. She yeah. never she never knew that side of the family. Grandparents got killed in the auto accident, but she had all these preachers and all these ministers on stage that she never knew. And then one day she's invited to teach at a Bible study at this church. And it was her grandparents' church, and she didn't even know it. You know what I mean? That she's in there. True, but but true. The, the prayers of her grandparents and her aunts and uncles kept her and brought her back into ministry. And now you, you have a fruitful ministry. You bless nations, Amen. and uh, you produce offspring that are going to I know mine going to bless nations. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, I mean, uh, oh, I'm going to uh, have a private conversation <laughs> with them. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, you, you get to see your legacy live on and on and on. And it's all through the power of prayer and obedience to God's Amen. word. God bless you, Grace. And everybody else, have a great week in the Lord. And we'll see you next week.